Welcome to the Forerunners Podcast. You're listening to part two of our interview with Jason Todd of Flat Out Events. On season one of the Forerunners Podcast, I started to feel like a, a broken record or like I was ringing the same bell over and over again because really my race experiences are shallow. Um, I haven't been running for very long, but I'd always talk about One City Marathon and uh, the Nolan Trail Relay. Those are the races that I had done multiple times um, that I had actually repeated. And when quarantine started, I started doing those Wednesday Night Lives and, and kind of just uh, rolling the dice on like talking to random people because my listeners are runners and every runner has a story. So one time I really was just talking to anybody who wanted to jump on. And I saw that there was a guy named Paul Spate that wanted to jump on. So I accepted his um, request to jump in and I saw immediately that on his hat he had a flat out logo. And flat out I recognized immediately as the company that does all these races that I constantly talk about. As it turned out, he's actually a part of Flat Out Events and he's one of uh, Jason Todd's right-hand men. So kind of that night, he connected me and Jason and uh, I think from there, we made this happen. And uh, I was really pumped because all these races that I've had multiple experiences in and have had a really great time doing and a challenging time doing, I was gonna be able to talk to the guy that had a hand in organizing those races. So that's how we are where we are today. So as we get into this, I hope you guys enjoy the story of Flat Out Events. And I just wanna give a quick shout out to Paul Spate who really made this connection with me and Jason. And for all that he does for Flat Out Events. We are back with Jason Todd of Flat Out Events. And we're actually gonna dive right into talking about Flat Out, man. So, um, so Flat Out Events puts on a number of, of great races. But what I wanna do before we get into talking about those events is I wanna talk about how you even started possibly getting interested in putting on races and events. Yeah. So how'd that come about? Well, uh, you know, it, it was never anything that I ever thought of, or I didn't even know what a race director was. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so as, as we talked about uh, earlier on, um, I had met these guys that were Chick-fil-A operators at the gym and uh, gotten to know them, played basketball with them. And I get a call from them one day randomly. I guess maybe I hadn't been, you know, at the gym in a while and I get a call randomly uh, from them saying, hey, we got this uh, 5K uh, tomorrow. Would you, would, what do you think about coming out and, and checking it out, maybe helping out a little bit? And I was like, well, I'm actually in the middle of moving. I, I really can't. Um, and so we just said, hey, let's chat at some point. Um, we end up talking. They kind of shared, you know, about this. It was the Chick-fil-A 5K uh, event that they had started in 2007. Um, I, again, nothing I knew anything about. And uh what had happened was, I think it was in 2008, um, there was a mishap with the event. So there's, it's basically an out and back course, you know, pretty straightforward. And the, the volunteer that got placed at the turnaround didn't speak up when the runners got there to make sure that they made the turnaround. 
and people are out on Warwick Boulevard running around. Uh, it ends up being like a five mile run instead of a 5K. Um, and, and these guys just said, hey, you know, we think we can find some people to uh, kind of do this better than it was done this time. Um, and so they just started kind of gathering, you know, friends of theirs that ran and, and people they knew. And I just happened to be one of those people that got asked to, to come out. And, um, you know, next thing you know, uh, they had been in talks with Bush Gardens about helping promote Christmas Town, which was a new thing at the time. Uh, and they said, hey, what do you think about doing a run while we do this? And Bush Gardens said, OK, let's, you know, try that out. So the first event that I really participated in as a as a staff person was the Christmas Town Dash, the inaugural year. Um, and again, I had no clue what I was doing out there, um, you know, other than I knew where the runners were supposed to go. And, and that was really it. Um, but uh, it was all kind of a new thing. And, and, and I just kind of fell in love with, you know, being at the events, seeing uh, people's responses to participating in something and, and, and accomplishing what they had accomplished. And, and that's really what started to drive me was like, wow, man, we made an impact on these people. Um, they, they had a positive experience. They did it with their families. I mean, it was just a, a really cool atmosphere to be a part of. And, and that's, that's where we kind of started. Nice. That answers like a couple of my first questions. So really, your first couple of events were uh, Chick-fil-A 5K and the Christmas Town Dash. So I haven't been to the Christmas Town Dash. You literally run a, uh, like, is it a 5K? It's an 8K distance. 8K? Um, and, and you actually go through Bush Gardens, yeah. you know, disclaimer, there's parts in the parking lot and we always hear about that, but we get the max out of Bush Gardens that we can get. Yeah. Um, when you actually sit down and start to try and put a route through there, you realize that it's not quite as big as it feels like when you're there to ride roller coasters and <laughs> yeah. things. So, and, and there's, you know, stairs and things that you have to avoid. So, uh, so we get as much out of Bush Gardens as we can, but it's, it's such a fun experience, a, a cool atmosphere. Um, I, I mentioned to you off offline that uh, this is the only race I've actually gotten to run of my own. Yeah. So uh, getting to experience it from that perspective too was, was really cool. So um, it's a good one. You should check it out. Yeah. Is it is it at night or is it during the day? It's in the morning. So it's, it's on, on a Sunday morning, but they still turn the lights on for us. They turn the Christmas music on for us. So you got that while you're going through the park. And nice. um, typically about you know 2,500 to 3,000 runners. So it's, it's a good crowd. Dang. Where's the uh, Chick-fil-A run? That's at the Mariner's Museum. Okay. Um, so we, we do a lot of events uh, in that area we have over the years. And uh, it, it's another fun one. It, it Because Chick-fil-A sponsors it, they bring food out to give you get a nice hot Chick-fil-A sandwich at the finish line. Nice. We have a big old, uh, you know, family fun area set up, bounce houses and games and things. So um, it, it's a really good one. And, and it's on Memorial Day weekend. So we usually get a pretty good crowd out there for that. Nice. I, uh, if anybody's listening to the, listened to the Forerunners podcast before, they know that the only race that I ever talk about is the <laughs> One City Marathon. Like, it's, uh, the first year, I've done it twice and it had my number, uh, the first time. It almost had my number the second time, but I reached my goal of beating Oprah. Okay. By nice. 21 seconds. Wow. So okay. I turned the corner and realized I had a little bit of time. So. Nice. I was able to beat I was able to beat her. But I've got to say that that race and I think me and me and Drew Midland had talked about it on our podcast too is this this point to point race where you're li- you literally run 
from the top of Newport News yeah. to the bottom of Newport News. And just that that idea, because it's I, I work up there, me and you talked about that. I go I go to all the restaurants and work all around Hampton Roads. So just realizing how far up Newport News you are when you start like near Fort Eustis yeah. and going running all the way to the Monitor Merrimack uh, Bridge Tunnel, that's mind-boggling. Yeah. Here's another cool thing about it is that you guys, it's the only one I know of. Y'all have permanent signage in Newport News. So like I, I'm a plumber, so I often have a helper with me, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, we'll be driving up in Newport News. I'll be like, that's like that's like mile twenty, dude. Like yeah. this is part of the course I ran, <laughs> yeah. or like we'll see mile. Two, we see mile two a lot to, up there by the uh, Newport News City Park. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But um, it's just so cool to be a somebody who's run that race and be able to see those those signs all the time and just know that or be reminded, man. I covered a heck of a lot of ground, yeah. and I'm freaking proud of that. Yep. But here's what I want to talk about, because working with cities can be like notoriously difficult. And I know that uh, there's, there's one really great race that happens in Portsmouth mm-hmm. every year that Portsmouth has given the race directors such a hard time about that they're freaking leaving Portsmouth. Wow. It's like cities should work with the... I mean, it's a draw. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but it seems like out of any city that I've seen, Newport News straight up hugged you guys yeah. and embraced you. Yeah. I mean, who puts up permanent signage for a race? This is, what was this year? Was this year the fifth year? This or was six. Six yeah. year? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how one city kind of came together. Yeah. So it's probably going to surprise you that it wasn't my idea. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the city... Uh, actually was the ones who initiated all this. Um, so at, at the start of, I think, 2014, around that time, uh, a new city manager came in. His name was Jim Borey. And uh, he had come from, I believe, South Carolina maybe, and, and a, a town where they had a big bike event. Um, and, you know, brought a lot of tourism in, brought people in. <clears throat> and so he had this, and he was a runner. I think he, he was in his 60s and I think he ran like 14 miles a day on the treadmill so he was like a serious runner Um, and so he had this idea because Newport News is long and and narrow and it's broken into the north the central and the south it often feels like three different towns instead of one big town and so his idea was to do this event um, to have kind of a unifying event throughout our city everybody's a part of it throughout the day The, the course goes the entire length um you know bringing people into newport news and promoting health and wellness uh in in the city and so they came up with all this like i I was i was actually uh meeting with someone from special events about our super bowl race uh early in that year maybe january and she mentioned she said you know the city's thinking about doing a marathon i was like all right well that sounds cool you know let me know if i can help in any way and, and that's where it kind of left. And then uh, it probably wasn't until about May of 2014 that they reached out and said, uh, you know, hey, this is something that we're going to um, try and do. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're interested, we'd like you to submit a, a, a bid for it. And I was like, OK, cool. Yeah. So so I did. And, you know, fortunately, we were selected and uh, and it's been um, great. You know, it's been a, a really fun event to be a part of. Mm hmm. 
it's uh it turns out to be just just a wonderful place to to finish at especially the the victory arch yeah um it's just it's just awesome and the 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 crowd at the uh, the crowd especially at the end dude it was it was awesome i just wanted to hug everybody (laughs) you know um well, the two years, so what, what years did you run the I last two years? I did the last two years, yeah. yeah. So, so we moved the finish uh, celebration to the super block, which is the block over from the finish line. Mm-hmm. It used to be down in that park behind the, uh, the arch. And those that were there for those years will tell you it, it was pretty chilly down there on the water with the wind and everything. Yeah. And it's always, it seemed, we've had one year where the weather was um, warm. And every other year, it's been either super cold or windy or whatever it might be. But uh, people seem to like being up off the water a little better. So yeah, I remember I wore my um, the first year I did it. I wore my I wore some Nike tights, and right at the right at the start, I had taken off my sweatshirt, so mm-hmm. I was short sleeved and, and in some tights. Yep. And uh, I remember coming to the finish line, and and like a a couple people that were there for me were like in jackets like teeth chattering and yeah. shivering and i was like are y'all cold they were like uh yeah i was like for real i didn't realize how much how how warm your body gets but yeah yeah i never noticed when you're out there racing yeah i it think don't, it's, it don't it's been matter. great yeah it's been great for the runners that's the thing like all, you know all the city the police and it's so cold out here and you know like yeah the runners love this though 40 degrees is like perfect so so, so what's it like to it it has to help that the city is is mm. like, I mean, that it's one of their ideas. Yeah. But what's it like to try to gather that many people to put on a race that covers that that kind of distance? It's yeah. got to be. It it took a ton of building at first. I mean that that's the hardest thing is building the system that's going to work. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, that first year, um, I, I worked a ton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, late nights, uh, our whole team. You know, whoever you know participated in putting things together i mean we were on it answering emails all times of the night i mean it's it's a lot to build but once we got the system in place um you know it hasn't it's been you know gotten easier and easier i guess you could say each year um because everybody kind of knows what to expect and and things like that but there's always I, any event that i do i i always have this little anxiety um of you know what did we forget yeah. you know this time um but it's a ton of moving parts and uh you know the busing alone you know busing people from the finish line to the start to the relays busing them back i mean there's just so many moving parts happening yeah. throughout the day so um take, takes our entire team we probably have uh you know 40 to 50 staff members from flat out working the police have you know 100 plus people out there uh you know the the medical people i mean the the traffic control um, it, it's a lot going on. How many volunteers do you end up having usually? I think uh, on our higher years, we've had you know seven, eight hundred. Golly, there. Yeah. So that's that's a whole task in itself is corralling all that. All right. So I've got a couple favorite races, and they turn out to be relay races, or, or you know what they turn out to be? They turn out to be races where you put up a tent and hang out. Yeah. Like. So they take a long time, right. and you're with your buddies. Right. So up there on my list is the Nolan Trail Marathon Relay, but now it's the Nolan Trail 50K Relay. So it right. straight up turned into an ultra. Right, right. Um, I was talking to one of my race director friends a couple years ago. I said, 
I'm running a race on the Nolan Trail. Oh. I'm running a race on the Nolan Trail. And they said, they said to me, no, um, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am running a race on the Nolan Trail. And they said, you, Nolan, the Mariners Museum doesn't allow people to run races on the Nolan Trail. Yeah. And I was like, I've ran, I ran the race, I ran the race on it already, and I'm running again this year. So you're wrong. Yeah. But th this is well, this is what he said. He said, I've checked up there. They won't let anybody. They won't let anybody race on it. So yeah. how did it come to to be that you were able to uh, start a race up there? This is yeah. the, this is going to be year number three. Be year three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, we, we've done a lot of races around that area. Mm -hmm. um, we do the Chick-fil-A event there. I think we've done that for 12 or 13 years now. Um, I used to have a race at Christopher Newport right next door that would cut through the museum property. I've managed uh, or I've timed countless races from uh, Boundary Road, which is the opposite side of the park, but still their property. So um, I've, I've just worked with them for several years. <clears throat> and, and one thing that I did... Uh, I don't know, it's probably been five, six years ago now, they, they used to have their own race on the Nolan Trail, it was um, uh, a 10K. And it, it was the only event that was allowed to be on there, but it was theirs. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I just told them, hey, I'll come out and help, you know, as a volunteer, just, just trying to build a relationship with them because they were, you know, so good to us. And, uh, and so I did that for two or three years. I'd show up, I'd set up things on the course, you know, I'd help out however I could. Um, and I show up one morning for this thing. And the lady who was in charge of the event said, um, first thing she said to me that morning, um, next year we want you to manage this. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I, we can do that. Let's talk, you know. And and so we went on with the event, and then maybe a couple months later, I checked back in, and they had some turnover during that time. Uh, they actually changed uh, uh, the CEO. They changed the lady who was in charge of events, and uh, and I said, hey, is this something you still are interested in doing? And and she was like, yeah, we're trying to figure out if it makes sense for us, though it takes a lot of staff and and so forth. And and it wasn't, you know, a huge event. Um, so just trying to figure out financially what made sense and said, okay, you know, let's keep talking. And, uh, <clears throat> during that time, uh, just some things happened that put this idea in my head. So one was I, I was in Boston working the marathon there and I met a, a guy who was, I, I helped him set up the gear check and he's from, uh, Wisconsin name is, uh, Sean Ryan, great guy does race directing out there. And he's telling me about this 50 mile, um, relay that he does. And it finishes with this huge party. It's all you can eat and drink. And I was like, wow, that's pretty unique. I mean, people, he, he was having, I think 3000 or so people do this. And I was like, people are really into that. Um, and then about that same time, uh, the Barkley Marathon uh, documentary came out on Netflix. And uh, have you seen that? Oh yeah. Okay. So, so it's five laps. And I was thinking to myself like, what if we did five laps on the Nolan Trail and made it a marathon and then asked the museum to do this festival afterwards because they were already doing a craft beer festival in the spring. It's like they do their part. They can have uh, the community come into the festival as well. We'll do the race part and then we're both getting something out of this thing. And uh, so I pitched it to them and they liked it and I guess the rest is history. So That's awesome. Yeah. So what made you, um, was there a specific thing that made you um, change it just to a 50K? <clears throat> yeah, uh, so 
I was so surprised, you know, going into year one, I was like, I don't know how many people are going to want to run five laps on this thing. You know, mm-hmm. this is a tough course to, to oh, run. Yeah. One lap is, is hard. I think it's the hardest place to run in Hampton Roads. Yeah. Like all those ups and downs. Yeah. We're, we're flat earthers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, not flat earthers, but you know, yeah, right. you know, we like, we like to run on flat ground. Yep. And, and, and so I was like, man, people are, this is going to be hard. Um, and, and while the race is happening, I'm getting feedback from people saying, you should just add another lap, make it a 50 K. I'm like, that's the last thing I expected people to say, you know, today. Um, so we did that last year and, and did the combination of the two. And, and I think it just turned out to be that there wasn't enough in both, you know, to make it make sense. And it, gotcha. it got more complicated doing it that way. Yeah. Um, so we said, let's just make it an ultra simplified. You know? Yeah. We already got a marathon here. Let's make it an ultra and, uh, and just go with the 50 K and you can still do the relay. We, we opened that up. So last year we only let the 50 K have up to uh, three members. Now you can have up to six yeah. and, and just still stick to one lap a piece. So gotcha. Nice. I, uh, I'm looking forward to having, I think one extra person on my team. Yeah. Mm. Nice. <laughs> I'm a, we're, our team name every year has been the Filthy Ground Pounders. Okay. And we've been moving up in the ranks. Okay. I don't know if we'll ever win. Yeah. Okay. But I always have. It's just a ton of fun. It is. And one of the things that me and you had talked about was, um, or before we started recording, was that kind of the way the, the Nolan Trail race goes, it's kind of built. Um, I mean, it's always been something you could do even through a pandemic. Yeah. You know, like... Yep. It's a ve- like when I start, I'm only starting with like ten or fifteen people, right? Even, and that was before the pandemic. Right. So yeah. like it just I I'm I think it'll be a great race and uh, a great time this this year, especially probably more special to people this yeah. year. Yeah. Well, and and it it's gonna probably have more of a a runner focus because we're not gonna be able to have the full fledged yeah. you know festival like like we normally would. So. I think the runners are going to feel a little more like it's just for them, yeah. um, you know, this year. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a, a briefly real quick about some of the other events that you guys do. So we, we know that there's Christmas Town Dash. We know that there's the Chick-fil-A race. We know um, Rowan City, Nolan Trail. What are some, some of the other events you put on? Yep. So uh, we've we've had a Super Bowl race uh, for several years. This year we tried to do something a little different with that and and make it into a competition. South Side versus Peninsula. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't want to drive over. So yeah. uh, we we had an event on both sides of the water uh, at the same time uh, in the same morning. Uh, the the South Side came out on top this year um, and and were the faster side of the water. Um, but that's a fun one. It, it's kind of we we came up with that kind of. Uh, thinking about turkey trots and how people want to run before they eat all day Mm -hmm. Um, and same with Super Bowl so that's where that came from Uh, we do a a Thanksgiving Day race now but we actually do it the night before Thanksgiving it's at Newport News Park where the marathon starts and uh, during um, it actually Thanksgiving night they kick off there, uh, they have a big light display through the park that you drive through. Okay. And, uh, they actually came to me, you know, this is one of the cool things. Like I, I don't always come to people and say, Hey, let's do this. They, if they came, they came to me and said, Hey, we should do a 5k through the lights. 
Um, and so uh, we've done that for two years now. That's it, We keep the crowd a little smaller um, and it's sold out both years, but it's become a popular thing um, running through that. It's called the Glowing Gobbler. Um, we did our inaugural last year. We managed on behalf of uh, Patrick Henry Airport. We did a, a 5K on the runway out there, okay. um, which was a really great uh, uh, run too. Unfortunately, this year they, they weren't able to, to do it, but we're you know expecting that it'll come back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, you know, we're just like involved in uh, timing or managing a lot of, uh, you know, community sized races. Yeah. Uh, I probably participate with our events and then all of the timing and things. I, I probably am participating in about 25 to 30 events a year, um, which is why I can never run. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, it, it keeps us busy for sure. Yeah. The pandemic has thrown a wrench into a lot of things um and especially for uh like we had talked about event companies Mm -hmm. uh, like race companies i mean the things that you the things that is you guys bread and butter are big crowd things yeah so it i mean the cancellations just started rolling out Mm -hmm. man just a blanket of cancellations still really still coming yep so um one of the things that you guys just did um, this month was the all-day 5K. Yeah. And I've got to tell you that when I read the idea behind that, I actually thought it was incredibly brilliant. And uh, I think that it's something that um, can be groundbreaking for this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the all-day 5K that you did? Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I, maybe I'll start with, um, you know, virtual races has kind of become the norm. Yeah. Um, and I understand why people are doing it, you know, in, in most cases have to do it um, and everything, but they just don't motivate me, you know. I want to be live in person. I know everybody does, um, but if, if this is where the racing industry went, I couldn't stay around. It's just, it's just not why I'm in it. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm trying to look at it like, okay, there's a lot of restrictions, a lot of, you know, got to figure out a lot of things. But what can we do? You know, what can we do to to get people together safely? And so that's where that came from. You know, just trying to figure out, um, you know, how to do that. And uh, I think the all day 5K. So we, you know staggered starts throughout the morning set up blocks to register in kind of tried to schedule the whole thing out um and and honestly uh the only start block that had any kind of a crowd at the start line was the first one mm-hmm. you know because they had had to be there yeah um after that uh people came up got their bibs just you know ones and twos at a time and I just left the start line open so they could start whenever they wanted to. Yeah. And, and it went great. And people that came were, um, you know, very excited about getting to race again, very mm-hmm. appreciative of, of that opportunity and wanting us to do more. So I think we're going to take, you know, what we learned there and try and build on that. And it might not look exactly the same, but I think um, we're going to try to come up with some things where we can get people together and, and, and do what we can for now. Yeah. I mean... If you think about it, uh, I mean, August 1st was, was the race day, 
It is so, it's hot mm-hmm. outside right now. So really you're, the, the prime time is going to be like the 5.30. Yeah, time. yeah. But you think about doing this thing, that thing, the same kind of idea mm-hmm. in the fall yeah. when it's one temperature all day. Right. That is killer. Yeah, dude. yeah. That is just, I just think it's, I think it's awesome. So yeah. I'm excited to see how it develops, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you, y- y'all... Here's what you got to do during a pandemic. You got to be creative, dude. Mm-hmm. You got to adapt, and y'all, y'all definitely did some adaptation. So, I appreciated that. I'm, def- I'm definitely looking forward to another one of those coming on. So, yeah, cool. Um, throughout July, we did the Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge, where uh, me and the Back Sweat Boys challenged runners to run in all seven cities, five miles in each si- city. And if they could, do it seven days in a row. Okay. So really, we had a bunch of people discovering a bunch of different places to run. Yeah. Um, but as a guy who grew up on the peninsula, what are some, some great routes up there? Even even if you talk about some that maybe go up into Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so we, we've talked about Nolan Trail, which uh, is, is great. Um, you know, a lot of people run there. Uh, but... Um, where we did the all day 5k, uh, the Madison trail, it's in Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a three mile paved trail around a golf course, uh, it shaded for the most part. So great in the summer. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I, I like that one. Um, there's, uh, there's a trail in this neighborhood, uh, called Kiln Creek. Uh, it's a, it's right at about a 5k distance paved all the way around. So people, uh, you know, some people will run that. Um, Yorktown is a big uh, running area, so there's the um, Yorktown battlefields. You can a lot of people will go out there for longer runs because you can get a lot of distance without having to repeat a whole lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, and it, it actually connects over to uh, Newport News Park and the bike trails there. So uh, either of those spots you can you can get a lot. Um, and if you like trails, there's there's the softer stuff in Newport News Park, and then the battlefields are uh, are going to be a little bit harder. They're kind of an aggregate. So some people don't. Like running on that for a long distance, but um, but it's a nice area to run. And then uh, up in Williamsburg, um, <clears throat> some of the places I, I know, you know, of or people will run, you know, pretty often are right in in the downtown Williamsburg area. Um, you know, around the Colonial area, you can get some mileage. You can connect into uh, Carter's Grove Country Road, which goes on for miles. We actually used to do the uh, Run for the Dream. Uh, out there and it it actually came up that uh, road for some of the course Um, people will go out to Jamestown there's a loop out there that that you can run and then you can you can actually hop on to the uh, the Capitol Trail yeah um, up there as well so I heard um, the Capitol Trail is like a 50 mile trail yeah you can go all the way all the way to Richmond with it golly day yeah that's crazy we had uh, last season I had um, a woman named Jill Breitweiser and her and her husband set the couple's fastest known time on the uh, right? on the Capitol Trail okay. just last... Wow. Uh, it might have been this year. Okay. It was within the last six months, I think. So it was pretty cool. Wow. But anyways, we're going to end part twos of our interview with a new thing this, this season called Faves. Okay? So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I didn't... I actually sent you some of these talking points, but I didn't include some of my questions okay. all right so the first one i'm going to ask you is way out of left field it's all right like surprise <laughs> okay what's your favorite color man ah uh, my favorite yeah. color is blue 
There you go. <laughs> I think blue's my daughter's favorite color. I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a red guy. Okay. All right. This one might take some thinking, but maybe it won't. No. What's your favorite movie? Oof. Uh, I think it's uh, Gladiator. Are you not entertained, dude? Yeah. 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 There you go. What about your favorite book? Hmm. So I just repurchased this book on my Audible app over the weekend, um, Shoe Dog, about Phil Knight. Um, uh, my, was a great book. My best friend just read that. Yeah. He's not even a runner. He said just it's just a great book. Yeah. So. And another good one uh, for the running side of things. I mean, Shoe Dog has a lot of running components, but uh, I read, um, I think it's like uh, 14 minutes maybe. Uh, it's about Alberto Salazar and going through his heart attack. And, and so that was probably one of my more favorite uh, running books. Gotcha. I, was, I had a couple friends, or um, Strider's podcast and Adam Poole did a book review on, um, I think it's something about the. Duel in the Sun yeah. with Al, with Salazar. Yeah, I read and, that uh, too. Yeah, and I can't remember the other dude's Dick name. Dick Beardsley. Yeah, yep. it was That's interesting. Good. After I heard that book review, I went on. YouTube has like the whole the whole race. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool Crazy, to look right? at. Yeah, that, that footage. So, yep. all right. So into some into a few running things. What's your favorite route to run? Yeah. So you did you did give me a heads up on this one, and uh, man, you know I run the same stuff all the time. Um, neighborhood, neighborhood, or? like right from my I'm a mile away from the uh, Mariners Museum, uh, oh, so sure. I could hop on the Nolan Trail anytime I wanted to. Um, I run over to CNU uh, a lot, um, so I run a lot of that area. Um, and then because my office is in city center, I, I do a ton of running around city center, Port Warwick, the two kind of neighborhoods right around that area. Yeah. Um, so those are probably where I spend the most of my time running. All right. What's your favorite race? Whew. So I, I would have always kind of said the Ucrops, uh, you know, Monument Avenue was one of my, my favorite races. Shamrock half is probably my favorite half. Um, and then the tuna 200 that we talked about the relay. Uh, just because of that experience and, and finishing at the beach and they got a big cookout going on and everything, that's probably one of my what favorite. What part of North Carolina is it happening? So it, or does it happen in 200 miles of North Carolina? It, in 200 miles of it. So you start in uh, Raleigh and yep. you finish at Atlantic Beach. Dang. Yeah. That is a long... It is. That's a long race. It, it would is. be fun to put it... You said you could go up to 12 or what? You could go up to 12 and uh, so there's 36 legs. They're broken up all kinds of different distances and uh, at 12 people, you're only running three of those a piece. So gotcha. um, you, you, you can you know get through it pretty probably pretty manageably with 12. This is actually my first time hearing about that race yeah. at all. Yeah. So it's... They only, they, I think the, the organizer has uh, two others, um, and one of them is in Virginia, and it finishes at Jamestown. Uh, right is that there the Colonial? The Colonial 200. Okay, so same company. Somebody's talked about yeah. that. So that, that's, an, that's the other 200-mile race I've heard about. And I did that one. I think I've only done that one one time, but I like the Tuna one better. Yeah. So what is your favorite shoe, man? All right. So, so for the last five years, I've been in Ultras. Um, and uh, I used to run in Saucony. Uh, Kinvara was my go-to. And I'm one of those people, you know, there's some people that try everything and they always got a new shoe. I'm one of those people that once I find my shoe, I buy the thing until, you know, that's the only shoe I buy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, 
I was in the Convara uh, talking with uh, Andrea at Point Two over in Newport News and uh, just telling her like, you know, this, what's going on when I buy these, this part wears out, da da da. And she said, you should try out this new shoe that just kind of came out. Her rep had, had uh, given her some. And uh, it was the Ultra, I got the, the Torin. Um, I tried it out, I liked it. It had a wide toe box, which mm -hmm. I have a, a bigger foot, so that was good for me. And, uh, and I've been running, I was actually an ambassador for them for two or three years. Yeah. So they were giving me shoes, which was great nice. too. Um, so I, I usually am running in the uh, Escalante or the Torin, those are my two. Nice. I am so happy to have shared this time with you. It's, for me, it's kind of, I told you, it's really cool. The races that I enjoy, I've enjoyed and have really, without a doubt, had the most impact in my life. It's really cool to sit down with the man who, you know, puts them all on. So yeah. I really appreciate your time. And I, um, I think that as the world opens back up that uh, you'll find a lot of people are coming out to race man yeah and yeah it'll yeah, be a well, bounce back i appreciate you saying that and 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 that's why i do this you know we we want to uh impact our communities in a positive way and and you know that's the kind of stories that we're in business for so i uh, appreciate you participating in our stuff and uh, keep doing what you're doing here this is great i appreciate it man Thank you for listening to this episode of Cool Runners Podcast. You can find Flat Out Events on Instagram at Flat Out Events. Just give them a follow. This week's haiku comes from Tara, a peninsula runner. It goes like this. Running is hard. Your mind will tell you to stop. Listen to your heart. On next week's episode of Four Runners Podcast, we'll be joined by the Crystal Harper. Crystal is coach and founder of Ignite Running, which helps beginner runners get on the road and learn how to run. If her name sounds familiar, it's probably because you've seen her on TV for years and years as a local meteorologist. So join us next week as we sit down with her and hear her incredible story. But until then, this is Danny signing off. Godspeed. Godspeed.